0: Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Now, on August the 1st, Eon Energy, a oil and gas producer and explorer in the US, became Voltaic Strategic Resources. Proposed ASX code is VSR. Now, all that tells us that... Uh, the old company has become something very new. It's been renamed, recapitalized and redirected and now has gold, rare earths and the full suite of battery metals as its uh, target commodities across three key project areas in WA, the Gascoyne, Mikathara and the Pilbara. And to bring us up to speed the birth of Voltaic, I guess, we've got the new CEO, Michael Walsh, with us today. G'day, Michael. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, Barry. Thank you for having me.
0: Michael, uh, given the uh, the renaming and the recapitalization, the redirection, and yourself being a new CEO to the ASX, can we get you to give us a just a bit of a snapshot history on this transformation and a bit of a background on yourself?
1: On myself first, I suppose. Yeah, i am got about 15, 16 years now in the industry. I've spent the last Ten years in metallurgy and minerals processing. I'm a chemical engineer by background. I also have an MBA in finance, and yeah, I spent the last ten years with a company called Metso Outotec. They're the biggest, world's biggest minerals processing technology company, and I held various technical and kind of managerial positions during that time. And it was a real kind of unique position where you get to work with the majority of the major producers and also the majority of the upcoming developers. And getting to see all sorts of different flow sheets and mineralogies and what makes a project work and what doesn't. So I spent the last maybe five years kind of specializing in the, the battery metals in the rare earth space and helping companies like Hastings Technology Metals and uh, Talison Lithium, Pilbara Minerals, Sandfire, etc. with um, different flow sheet issues that they might have been having or just getting their projects started. So uh, this, this new venture into the, the small cap ASX space, um, was really driven by me wanting to try something more entrepreneurial and also be on the other side of the table, f- uh, for, for once. And yeah, I was, I was attracted by the team here. So there's a very experienced corporate team here that have kind of deep uh, capital markets experience. And also there's, there's quite a deep, uh, geolo- geology, geology team experience here as well so i think the the team now that voltaic has is, is kind of ticked off on all the boxes we have the we have the geos in the background with lachlan relins is, is our non-exec director he's got more than 30 years experience of the geologist and also uh, managing director of different companies and we've got david isard and john hannaford who are the, the rockford group who Got, they're very entrepreneurial and, and they have you know deep capital markets experience. So, and then myself, I'm on more of the the processing metallurgy side. So I think we've we've got a, quite a good all rounded team set up now to uh, to drive this forward. And then the, just the, the background of Eon, so Eon and now Voltaic. Eon was a an oil and gas producer and explorer with assets in the U.S. and around. 2019, uh, when the oil price went to zero, they they came into some financial trouble, they weren't able to pay their interest on their debt, and they went into voluntary suspension. And during that time, that's when the Rockford guys got involved and kept the company going and formulated a new strategy to steer away from oil and gas and just focus solely on minerals exploration. And with with a specific kind of bent towards the, the rare earths and battery metals and gold space and the, the ground that we now have it's we've got about 1400 kilometers squared in, in western australia and there's also one smaller legacy project uh, that's in nevada that's a nickel cobalt project which is more of a secondary focus the, the the primary focus to begin with is the the western australia projects
0: now what's the story behind the name interesting name
1: uh, yes, yeah, so I suppose it's just uh, when we were brainstorming um, the rebirth, we wanted to, you know, have a complete refresh on the, the company image and trying to signify our our bent towards battery metal. So the the guy who invented the the original battery is a guy called a- Alejandro Volta, and it's it's where the word voltage comes from. So he's a very like important guy in the whole scientific community. He invented the first battery. It was a Essentially, plates of copper and zinc to, in a in a salt solution that, that produced a current. And yeah, yeah, the the logo is actually tries to replicate his his voltaic pile, which was the first battery. So yeah, we're just trying to signify our our venture into into the battery metal space.
0: So, in um, as part of the move, the new focus redirection, the, there's been a, a share consolidation. Um, I'm just wondering. Uh, what does uh, what's the consolidated issued capital look like now? What sort of rough market cap will you have when you come back
1: on, and when do you expect to uh,
0: resume trading on the ASX?
1: Yeah, so we hope to be relisted on the air, on the ASX early September, and uh, there was a, a share consolidation that happened at twenty to one, and post consolidation there will be four hundred and twenty million shares approximately on issue, and the market cap on listing is around. Would be around eight and a half, with uh, an enterprise value of around three and a half million. So it's quite a should be quite an attractive entry point where we've got this low EV um, upside. And the another interesting factor is that we've we've got this two cent uh, waiver from the ASX whereby normally when you list on the ASX twenty cents is the minimum. So we've got a two cent waiver where we're relisting at two cents. And there's also no Cheap seed stock that will leak out, you know, after after relisting. So all of the all of the con notes and um, different parties, they're all getting their stock at two cents. So th- there has been quite a number of IPOs of late that have, you know, went below their their listing price due to that seed stock leaking out. So we shouldn't have that issue when we relist.
0: Yeah, the old vendor consideration. And, um makes it very hard for these these twenty cent floats uh, unless they've got something particular um, before you know it they're fifteen cents and ten cents yeah okay um so you'll be carrying cash of what four four and a half million
1: uh yeah we'll we have about uh five and a half uh in the bank uh, we were also acquiring uh, a private company called Monomatapa that had about six hundred and fifty crowns of cash as their their only asset so that that's been acquired as well so just to reduce the amount that we had to raise on the on the register.
0: I mentioned the sort of three key areas: Gascoigne, Mikathara and the Pilbara. The Gascoyne—that's very much the uh, battery metals uh, focus up there. What's uh, what's the story up there?
1: Yeah, so the Gascoyne—that's it's really become uh, quite an interesting hotspot. There's been really active pegging since maybe 2019. Uh, so it, the Gascoyne, as a as a as a region. It, it was really underexplored as compared to other areas in Western Australia. And tracing back through the history, the main reason was that there was supposed to be a battery up there and for whatever reason, it never eventuated. So for any of those you know, early explorers around the, the late uh, like 1870, 1880, 1890, they had a very arduous job if, if they were to go exploring and any rocks that they did find of interest, they would have significant Transport distances to haul the, the rocks back, so that that's that's kind of the primary reason that the coin has been um, under underexplored, and it did receive a lot of exploration in the 70s and 80s, guys looking for uranium and diamonds, and that's the the kind of thesis by which we pegged a lot of our ground and our, our projects are based on reviewing old uranium and diamond exploration. Reports and those guys—they weren't certainly weren't interested in lithium or, or rare earths or other kind of metals that weren't as uh, you know prominent as they are now back then. And you know, there's been looking at some of the old diamond drillers like they—they they had quite you know high rare earth results. And some a lot a lot of the times rare earths weren't even assayed for. So yeah, with the the ground that we have is is really underexplored and should be you know based on our Preliminary desktop work. There's, we've already identified a large number of preliminary targets. Mainly in the rare earth space? Uh, both rare earths and lithium. So the, we've got the Paddy's Well, Westwell project, uh, in the Gascoigne that's sitting on this tectonized margin of the, of of these two major zones, the the Carnarvon Basin and the Gascoigne Province. So it's also, uh, overlays the Chalbar Shear Zone. So it's got, Really interesting plumbing system that could host, you know, quite significant deposits, and it's it's a long strike from the, the guys Kingfisher who have the mixed Well prospect that they've already had preliminary drilling and they've got really high rare earth results. And so yeah, that's that project. We rare earth discoveries in the Gascoyne they're they're typically located in kind of close proximity to major crustal boundaries. And they're associated with, with these carbonatite intrusions. And those carbonatite intrusions, they have this distinctive magnetic and radiometric signatures. And that's how Hastings targeted their various deposits that they have at, at Yanjibana and also the Dreadnought guys. That's how they have targeted their Mungaroon project. So using that kind of information we've we've already identified, like eight targets within our Paddy's Well project that have this coincident magnetic and radiometric anomalism. And the T the tree project, that's pr- perspective mainly for lithium. So there was a lot of historic work uh, by different companies. One in particular was Arrow Minerals, and they made the Malinda lithium discovery around 2018. But, for whatever reason, I think primarily due to the the lithium price at the time, they sold the project to a private company and they focused on west african gold in, instead but they they had quite interesting intercepts they they only completed a quarter of their planned drilling and they I think they hit around you know one point seven percent lithium oxide at twenty three meters so we've we've got grand Essentially surrounding that Melinda lithium. And prior explorers have identified a potential corridor of, of pegmatites that runs through the whole, our tenements and, and the Melinda tenements. So that that's another area that we're going to focus on. And we've also, the, our vendor who, who vended the project to us, he has undertaken some hyperspectral imaging targeting. And that's also kind of given us a the number of target areas that we're going to visit on our first field trip, which is coming up in the next two or three weeks.
0: And uh, I, uh, I pick an accent there, and I was just wondering whether you had naming rights on Patty as well.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to live up to my uh, my Paddy Hannan's uh, <laughs> namesake, and you know, make another. Make another cabuli potentially
0: just on um, the lithium side of things. um, Given uh, the background that you gave us earlier, this supply challenge that the industry talks about, I was just wondering what what are your thoughts uh, from a chemical engineering sort of background? Um, Is is the industry capable of meeting this demand, or are we, as some suggest, facing um, almost perpetual? supply differences in lithium
1: i think ingenuity will, will get us there in the end but at at the moment if you believe all the demand projections you would need i think another green bushes uh, every like every 5 years to come online which obviously isn't going to happen and there's there's essentially three forms of, of lithium there's the brines the clays and the hard rock and the the hard rock is you know what australia is famous for and it's, it's now become the world's leading supply of lithium. The clay projects, they're mainly centered in the U.S. at the moment. And no one yet has commercialized the lithium clay project. Whereas there are, there are a number of players who are almost there. And if if those guys do make it, then that will come a long way to to get us where we need to go. Um, but then there's the, 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 the brine projects as well. So the traditional brine project is quite challenging if you use the traditional evaporation type approach. Whereas th- there is a new technology called direct lithium extraction, where you don't need to build those huge uh, evaporation ponds. So, if again, so the, the the unproven aspects of the brine direct lithium extraction and the the unproven uh, aspects of the, the clay processing are really going to underpin whether we can achieve those you know those those targets that tesla have put out there um, but the uh, australia i think will, will will lead the lead the pack for many years as the the premier supplier uh, the the likes of pilbara minerals there if they're expanding uh, Lion town should come online quite soon hopefully and the there's also this the whole geopolitical situation where there per, perhaps will be this premium paid for uh, countries where the, the risk is lower. So, yeah, that's another aspect to consider as well.
0: Outside of the uh, guest going, we've got the Mikathara, uh, largely a gold focus, I take it?
1: Yeah, um, th- that's what the historical guys have been searching for within the area, and it's a very you know rich gold area. There's, there are numerous active mills you know, within you know, trucking distance of, of our tenements, and there's numerous old pits that are uh, you know, have been abandoned by guys maybe fifty, hundred years ago. But it is also becoming a vanadium district as well. So there's there's two major vanadium developers right along the boundary of our, our Bundy Boar project in in Mika. So there's Australia Vanadium who are developing the Australia Vanadium project, and there's Technology Metals Australia who are developing the Gabonite Vanadium project, and like we obviously haven't done any work on our ground yet, but we certainly wouldn't be ruling out you know, looking for vanadium on our on our ground. And all historic efforts have been just solely focused on gold, so we we won't we won't be ruling anything out. We will uh, you know, be targeting gold, and we'll also be targeting uh, you know vanadium or even nickel. There there is an active or an old abandoned mill just around a kilometer from the boundary of our Bundy Boar tenement. It's owned by and Mining and they recently put out some kind of bonanza style uh, bonanza grades around thirty grams per meter gold hit um, over about eight meters so that, yeah that was quite interesting it's right on the boundary of our of our board project
0: and then we've got the um, the Ashburton province of the Pilbara uh, not far from uh, the paulson's uh, gold mine is the focus there gold or again a multi Multi-targets.
1: Uh, yeah, it, it, it initially, yes, it will be gold. Northern Star actually did have the tenement for a brief period about 10, 15 years ago, and they did some initial soils and they did find some gold anomalism, but they never drilled it. So that's certainly uh, gold will be the main target, but there's lots of activity by neighbors such as Casley Resources. They're targeting um, copper, lead, zinc-type Abra deposits. And yeah, it's, it's, it's another area similar to the gas point where it's, it's really being actively pegged in, in the, in the last two to three years. And a bit, bit further uh, south, we have the Taga Taga West as well. That's um, primary target there are nickel sulfides. And the, the vendor for the project, he, he was also the guy who vended dreadnoughts Mungaroon project and those guys about maybe a year two years ago they they've had quite an interesting um discovery of outcropping high high tenure nickel nickel sulfides and it it was caught the attention of First Quantum Minerals you know they're they're TSX listed multi multi billion dollar company and they're now co-developing that project they're free carried I think all the way to uh, a decision to mine so yeah so the the same geophysical signature that that particular nickel sulfide discovery has, it has also been seen on our Talga ground, and that's, that's the reason we pegged it. It's got this cross-cutting dikes which has the potential for sulf- sulfides, basically.
0: What's the name of that prospect?
1: The the dreadnoughts have called it the money intrusion, whereas our our project is called Talga.
0: All right, folks. Uh, interesting mix of properties and uh, uh, targeted uh, commodities, all very much around the... Uh the battery metal theme there with uh, gold in the background and who knows, sometimes uh, gold can surprise. Uh, Michael, it would be great at, at, at this point if you can just give us, uh, give investors a bit of a feel for what they should be looking out for the company um, once uh, you hit the list in September.
1: Sure. Our primary focus is the, is the gas-going projects, Paddy's World, and uh, Tea Tree and the first Weeks after listing, we'll be getting off the site, doing a field mapping, soil sampling, rock chip sampling. And then following that, we'll be doing an appropriate geophysics, so magnetics, radiometrics, etc., cetera, uh, to hone in on targets. And within six months, we would like to aspire to be drilling at both Paddy's Well and Tea Tree. And it, all along alongside all of that, we will be progressing the, the Mika Thara Gold Projects. Uh, but the uh, for the first six months, the primary targets are those gas projects, which we do hope to be drill testing within the next six months.
0: Well, there we go, folks. A name to watch out for: um, Voltaic. Code again, ASX VSR. Importantly, it's well funded to uh, get cracking in the gas coin for battery metals, and as well as gold. And uh, don't forget about uh, the Thera and the Pilbara region as well. So, with that, Michael, thanks for your time today. A very interesting story. We'll be watching with interest. Thanks very much, Barry. Cheers.